Hi everyone, welcome to Murders in Paradise. I'm Jen, joined as always by Dear Dad. Good evening. Good evening, Dear Dad. How are things? Fine. There's a lot of dog activity going on here. It's Vin actually evening. This is very appropriate. We usually record in the evening. I started saying good evening, and it was like the middle of the day, and it was ironic. Oh. Now, now it's truthful. <laughs> but all that really matters is when are people listening, which I think is all kinds of different times. Good evening, good morning, hello. <laughs> anyway, got anything you want to talk about before we talk about murder? No, you put me on the spot. I don't got right. nothing. No. <laughs> you never have to have anything. I don't feel good about it, but I don't have anything. That's all right. All right. Okay. We're doing another. All right, I do have a corrections corner. Ah, <laughs> uh, interesting. Last week I was talking about this true crime book that I got yeah. that we did last week. Three weeks ago, because we can't even keep up with the new bi-weekly format of this podcast. Last episode. Last We're doing bi-weekly? <laughs> I mean, we haven't been able to do weekly for a long time, huh. but we even failed on bi-weekly, and now it's tri-weekly. just go to random format? Because that's what happened with the running podcast, Runs With Dogs, and we put out one episode like every two months, which is not enough to sustain listenership. Not that we get any dollars for this, <laughs> so I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah cost me money to make this podcast money well spent i think i guess that's true i get to read stuff so anyway uh i talked about this book true crime stories of key west and the florida keys yep. that i said was by terry schmidt yes it's terry schmidt duh s-c-h-m-i-d-a my brain just saw that as s-c-h-m-i-d-t oh but it's sorry schmidt so I'm sorry, Terry Schmidta. I totally called you Terry Schmidt, and which I'm sure many people have done throughout your life. We got lots of shout-outs to Terry Schmidt. Yeah, well. Sorry, Terry Schmidta. Terry Schmidta. Schmidta. It could be Schmidta. Look, Terry, we're, can, we can be on a first-name basis. Terry S. You wrote a good book, and we appreciate it, and sorry we butchered your name. Yep, and uh, we're sorry. stealing from your book again this sorry, week. Sorry, Jen butchered your name. <laughs> <laughs> Tar sorry terry schmidt like i i think i said schmidt once all right or else i saw that i had typed it once and i was like that's a mistake it's schmidt <laughs> and then i looked at the book and i was like oh crap it's schmidt i <laughs> i said the wrong name the whole time last time so yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't think he's listening to the podcast otherwise we would have heard from his lawyers perhaps or him being like hey my name's not schmidt just like my name's not Goldbeck. You'd be like, oh, you bought the copy of that book. Did you get it at the airport? Because I left some there. You bought the one copy <laughs> of the book that sold last month. My mo you're not my mom, and you bought the other copy. Hey, I got my uh, my royalty check for my books. From your textbooks and stuff? So I have, a, I have like five books, Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, some are edited volumes. I have a textbook. And so I get a royalty check. So you're rolling in dough. Year. You're like J.K. Rowling, basically. Five hundred seventy dollars this Whoa. year. For the, <laughs> for for the only whole year. one year, you make five hundred dollars in one every year. Every year. Wow. Yeah, I that's, know. Uh, not that much money. Professional <laughs> author, no. That's like, twenty bucks a month. No, forty. Forty bucks a month. Forty-five bucks a month. That's not good. Yeah, there's Patreons that cost more than that. <laughs> oh, my God. We'd make so much more with the Patreon. This is why like, people are like, oh, you should write another book. And I'm like, man, I have to come up with a book that like people are actually going to buy. Because like my textbook, I spent a full year writing. Holy cow. That was a labor of love. It was yeah. a huge process. Yeah, you and were like chapters and deadlines. And yeah. 
three more chapters to the printers and stuff. It was a big thing. It was a huge amount of work. Yeah. And, you know, it sold more at the beginning, but I've probably made $4,000, maybe, total. It's been 10 years. <laughs> it's been I mean, in four years. Six. Okay. So, what did I say? $4,000 in four years? So, $1,000 a year? What yeah. the heck, man? That's not paying one month of rent. No, I think $1,000 is what they charge you for one textbook in college. <laughs> Certainly in law school. Hey. They're like, here, buy this torts by me. I'm the professor. Buy this torts handbook. It's $1,000. My textbook retails for, I think, $28. See, now you're arguing. I love you students. That's why they, I have a paperback textbook that retails for $28 because I don't want students paying whatever, 150 bucks for yeah. my textbook. Now you're hurting your own cause. Now you admit you live by a, in a van down by the river so that your students <laughs> can afford your textbook. It just, it seems wrong to be like 150 bucks for my textbook students in my class. It is wrong. Yeah. So. The, the system is wrong. Anyway. So, go, good job. It's, I'll subsidize you. I'll buy dinner. You'll buy dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the normal... Normal rate that you get for a book is somewhere ten between ten and twenty percent of the cover price is what mm -hmm. the author gets. Um, Terry Schmidt's book on the back says a steal at twelve ninety five. <laughs> it does see it in the corner there. A yeah. steal at twelve ninety five. So uh, even if Terry got a really good deal, he got three bucks from me buying this book, assuming I bought it new, which I think I did because I wanted him to get the money. So if a hundred people buy the book, he gets three hundred bucks. It's one nice dinner. Yeah. Yeah. With it's hard. Bottle of wine. Very hard to make money as, uh, like, live on money. and. It's weird an because the only story people know, and we're going to get to the killing in a little bit, yeah. but the only story people know is, like, J.K. Rowling or Michael Crichton or someone who's, I think, legitimately rich on books. Yeah, I mean, there are a few people who are rich on books, and there's more people who make a living on books but it's pretty small. Yeah. You look at like, I mean, Stephen King, super rich on books. Yeah. He's that dude still, he's in his mid sixties and is still writing one or two books a year. Yeah. And it's so much work. I bet he got like more for the movies than for the books or something. But right. Still, Cause he's so famous that he, there's some other way that he can make money. Still it's, yeah, it's crazy. Don't quit your day job. If you're writing, it's tough. It's so hard. Yeah, there was an interesting thing that somebody just read. Uh, somebody posted, like, on Medium about how, like, she was living in Brooklyn and, you know, she wrote these books. I don't know. They're, like, fantasy or young adult or something. But, like, her first one she got in advance of, like, you know, $100,000. And Whoa. then she sold a trilogy at the same time for, like, $250,000. And how she's, like, I was just living the life. I, like, you know, didn't have to worry about how much stuff cost in restaurants. And she's, like... But you don't get that after that. She's like, my next book I sold for like $50,000 and then the next book for like $10,000. Oh, no. Because she's like, and they got awards, like they were well written, but they didn't sell as much as the advances, right? So they kind of give you this advance hoping you're a J.K. Rowling. Yeah. And it's part of the cost of doing business if you don't make that all back. But then if you don't make it all back, they're not going to give you that much again. That much again. They're going to give you like basically what you sold on your last book. Yeah. Um, and so she's, I don't know, the the article was a little like, it's not fair. She didn't, she didn't say that, right? But it, it had a bit of a tone of like, it's not fair that like I did everything right. And 
I still like can't live off live this extravagant life in Brooklyn, even though I wrote good books and they got awards and everything was great because it's just like artists need to be cap you know compensated for their work, but capitalism and I'm like, mm. you you made a bunch of money for a few years and like that's super nice like what else do you expect like people and you spent it that's not capitalism and she was sort of saying like i would you know she came from a, what sounds like a sort of poor background and didn't really know how to manage her money and she's like i wish i had paid off more of my loans and i wish i had saved some for retirement but i just kind of thought it would always be like that oh. and uh so it, it wasn't all that bad but she came off as kind of pissed off at the system as opposed to like this is like how many people want to buy my books and it's not as many as i want to buy my books so yeah yeah somebody once asked somebody asked me today is it really hard to edit your podcast and i said no way we just <laughs> do one take baby because <laughs> we just ramble people are thinking, like oh rambly is good how do we edit this <laughs> Well, the answer is GR Dad does not edit it at all. <laughs> uh, if we really yeah. screw up, like if we if we devolve into an argument while we're recording, where GR Dad's like, we don't edit it all. And I'm like, fuck you, GR Dad. I edit the crap out of this. And I he's like, nobody edits nothing. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I edit so much, I can't believe you don't appreciate me. You don't, you don't appreciate me with anything. Not enough editing. <laughs> <laughs> so if. if <laughs> that never happens. That was a fake, fake uh, we never argue like that. And uh, but if we do, there are times where we've gotten. Uh, let me let me put that more accurately. Where I have gotten snippy at you while we're recording. You never get snippy at me. Yeah, you're like, stop talking about that stupid crap. I have a plan. Uh, it. I, I wouldn't say I phrase it that way, but sometimes I do go... I'm summarizing. I think you're getting a little bit off topic, and, and I feel like we're losing the thread. Uh, <laughs> if we have that happen, we'll pause yeah. the recording and go back and then re-record, you know, delete you that part and re-record. explain to me what a thread is. <laughs> <laughs> Again. So, so we do a little bit of live editing. I try to do all the editing live. That's oh, true. You have like backed up, right? right? Where I'm like, hang on, like let me go back. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'll hear it right on the Golden Ratio podcast. Like, hang on, Vic needs to go out, and then we're like, and yeah, we're back, yeah, yeah. and there's really five minutes in there. So I do live edit, but I try most of the time to listen to them all the way through once to pick up like any weird stuff. But no, we don't edit them very much. You're totally right. Yeah, it's it is not hard to edit the podcasts, and, and it's I not have like a, you have to read ad copy where it has to be perfect or anything like that. No, and I have a lot of experience editing podcasts and so it's all you know we're not doing any dude you grew up in live radio mm -hmm. this is baby stuff for you where you can edit it's really nice to be able to live edit. live is the thing man oh see now this is like if we hadn't been talking about editing i would have edited out jr dad's alarm going off there yeah but i'm gonna leave it in it's roasties for those of you who follow the other <laughs> podcast you'll know what that is yeah i turned the oven off so the roasties are fine oh thank you yeah um Anyway, there we go. Let's let's get to the killing. All right. So this week we are doing murder, murder, actual murders. Oh, this is going to be good. Again, from Terry Schmidt's true crime and stories again, of Pierce in the forties. Thanks 40s. for finding all this, Terry, and putting it in a book because it's appreciated. Terry Schmidt says, all too often people end up in the wrong place at the wrong time and find themselves on the receiving end of a hail of gunfire. Whoa. Which I gotta say. All too often, I think, makes it sound like it more often than it actually happens. I mean, if you're a soldier in wartime, all the time. Wrong place, wrong time, receiving end of a hail of gunfire. Gun 
this fate befell a pair. Now, this is about <laughs> soldiers. So, it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's so right. He's a genius. They're in a bar in Key West, though. So. Oh, well, they're yeah. not the same. This fate befell a pair of Key West men who paid a high price for their friend's indiscretion one night during the summer of 1976. There we go. I was merely a growing ball of cells in my mom. It was the birthday of the United States. 200th birthday of the United States. Bicentennial. Walking Liberty. Baby. Yep. yep. Um, disco, right. disco, disco. Dear Dad was alive and conscious of the world then. I was not. I, I was neither alive nor conscious of the world. Yeah, I was not in Key West, though. I yep. promise you. Were you in Australia? 76. Australia, go back to Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph... Joseph <laughs> I'm laughing because dear dad just opened a bottle of rum and took a big swig out of that. Wait, pass that over here before you put that away. Mm-hmm. Mood. Mm. Royal Jamaican spiced rum. A bottle that somebody gave us at the Golden Ratio live show last weekend. That stuff's freaking delicious. All right, now we're profit properly rum rummed. Rummed. Okay. Joseph W. Patrick. He owned two bars, the Raceway Inn bar on Stock Island and a bar called Big Mama's in Key West. Big Mama's was at the corner of Duval and Petronia. Huh. It's where the 801 Bourbon Bar is now, oh, which yeah. is a drag bar. Uh, so Petronia and Duval, the crosswalks at that intersection are like pride flag painted. Is that the red building, 801 Bur the Bourbon Bar? See, I've shown your dad a picture of it. I'll post a picture of it on our yeah, social media. Yeah, that's a drag. I mean, it, they have drag shows there all the time, right? Those it's like it's basically just a drag show bar. And red, red yeah. Bread. So there's like uh, drag queens out front, like yeah. on the corners. Uh, Key West is is and always has been super gay friendly, but this is sort of the corner of a where there's a bunch of gay bars um, in Key West. And so now it's the Bourbon Bar, but it was Big Mama's. Yeah. So it is now 801 Bourbon. That's it. And. Uh, but yes, it, at the time in 1976, it was Big Mama's. Big Mama's, good name. Owned by this dude, Joseph W. Patrick. He's not Big Mama. He's not. Uh, so it's July 29th, 1976. Everybody's still getting over their hangovers from yeah, the bicentennial 4th of July. 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Joseph W. Patrick shows up at his bar on Stock Island Raceway to hang out with local U.S. Army Sergeant James Alfred Robinson, and uh and i think a couple other people meet them up there but robinson james robinson he's interested in buying big mamas oh now 801 bourbon spoiler alert that doesn't happen hail of gunfire remember yeah all right so this is robinson wants to buy from patrick got it patrick is the last name <laughs> joseph patrick has two first names got it but patrick is the first name that's a last name joseph jacob jingleheimer schmidt yes okay so Robinson shows up. Uh, Patrick is waiting for him. He also meets up with this, I believe, a guy named Kay. Kay is his first name, K-A-Y. Hmm. Clittorp. K-L-I-T-T-O-R-P is his middle name. <laughs> he works at Clip Ikea. Clittorp Nielsen. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Can I do, since, since this is our <laughs> rambliest murder <laughs> podcast ever. Okay. So Ikea has the big sharks. Yes, the Blutheimheim. <laughs> so we were saying, we were talking about it on the Golden Ratio podcast because there's this great, great tweet that I, I'm going to repeat and I, all of you will have heard it on the other podcast. And it says, me, I'm driving to save money. Society, okay. 39 and a quarter inch shark 
from Ikea. My name's, and we were saying, Blahaj, which it's got an A with a little circle. And it goes, me, hi, Blahaj, society, hi, Blahaj. <laughs> Except I looked it up today. Hang on, I'm going to have to just it's play blue, this for you. Hang it. So it's Blahai, I think. Just, oh, Blahai. Hang on. Blahai. Okay, so, uh, so it's B-L-A-H-A-J. If you put that into Google Translate, Google detects it as Dutch, and I'm going to play for you what it sounds like. Blahai. Blahai. We were saying Blahaj, but Blahai, right? But that's Dutch. That's Dutch. So I was like, but it's Swedish. Let me put it in as Swedish. You ready for what it, how it pronounces it in no. Swedish? <laughs> that's not right. Well, I don't know. Blahai. <laughs> <laughs> that is glitchy. You don't know. But it means blue shark. All right, let's switch it from English to Swedish. Oh, so then it in Swedish it has it as two words like bla hi or haj. Okay. Blow high. Yeah. I I prefer it the other way. <laughs> oh, if you do it in all lowercase, it works fine. If you do it in all uppercase. <laughs> okay. How did we get here from Anyway, America? the word in German is high. High German, for shark. Yeah, means shark. How do you spell it in German? H-A-I. H-A-I. Okay, high, got a J. high fish. How, how did we end up on that from, the, from murder? Oh, because the guy's middle name sounds like Ikea furniture. <laughs> Clitorp. 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 No, it I sounds bet that dirty. Is a shelf. No, that's a shelf in, in <laughs> Clitorp, it probably is. K L I T T R P. All right. All right. So we have Joseph Patrick. He's waiting for Robinson. While he's waiting, let's just say Nielsen. Sure. Another locally stationed U.S. Army sergeant shows up. I originally thought that Kay Nielsen was a woman, but. Apparently there weren't women back then in 1976. <laughs> if you go back far enough, that is true. <laughs> All right. So eventually Robinson shows up and he brings another friend that we're just going to call Warren. So okay. we got a big group of four people. Uh, that friend Warren came along to advise him on what it would take to renovate Big Mama's because there had been a fire yeah. recently. Everyone right now seems to just be wanting to transact this bar business yeah so they're meeting on stock island to talk about the bar that's in key west because yep. rob because uh, patrick owns two bars i'm in the picture okay so uh nielsen the guy Sec- second army guy yep yep who i thought was a woman asks robinson the interested purchaser if he can ride with him into key west so they can uh take a know, look at the Big Mamas. Yeah, so they're they're gonna go inspect Big Mamas, um, and then you know hang out in Key Key West basically once a ride into Key West. So all four of them, the guy selling it, his friend Kay, the guy who wants to buy it, and his inspector friend all get into the car. Warren. Warren. They drive to Big Mamas in Key West on Duval. It's like a ten minute drive. Yep. So uh, they kind of do their inspection. And then they go down Petronius, Petronia Street to a place called the Regular Fellows Club to have a drink. This is not still there. I tried very hard to like do some background history on the Regular Fellows Sounds Club. Sounds like a moose lodge or something today. Yeah, and I, so I found some old pictures of other Regular Fellows Clubs. Uh, 
It could go all different directions. That could be a euphemism for something. It could be... I was, I was trying like, to figure out, like, is this a strip club? It, it seems, from what I could tell, that the regular fellows club may be, like, primarily for African Americans. Huh. Which I say only because everybody in all the pictures was black, and there's not a ton of black people in Key West. There, I mean, there are historic black neighborhoods in Key West, which are right here, Uh so if you go down Petronia, yeah, that's this is towards Bahama, Blue Heaven. Bahama Village. Bahama right? Village is the traditionally African-American part of, uh, of Key West. Except there, they're conks. They're traditionally the people who've lived there the They're conks, yeah. They've, they've been there a very long time. Um, and I couldn't find anything from the Key West Regular Fellows Club. The other Regular Fellows Club's pictures that I found were, you know, from the 70s or 80s, and everybody in them was African-American. So I'm. this is... A purely a guess mm. um and i did there, nothing in here talks about the race of these people but i looked up one of the guys in the florida offenders database and he was also african-american it's just just a guess. a guess uh but not a strip club in any place it's yeah. some sort of social club i'm thinking of like there's an odd fellows club, yes right so yeah. this is a regular fellows it's regular fellows not the odd fellows okay yeah uh but there's like no wikipedia page no organizational page i just couldn't really find much on it so mm. anyway they go down there for a drink and this is in uh yeah the bahama village section of key west traditionally african-american also home to blue heaven our favorite place to eat when we're in key west have yep. a drink um okay so they go there for a drink they're there for about half an hour and as they go to leave robinson the guy who wants to buy the bar yep. and patrick the guy who wants to sell, sell the, bar, the bar they step out first but as they step onto the sidewalk according to terry schmidt a face that was all too familiar to robinson appeared across petronia street it was that of donald ducky bennett get out of here donald duck donald ducky an employee of the nearby 21 club with whom Robinson had been quarreling for weeks over a woman. Oh, boy. Okay, so Robinson, the guy who wants to buy the bar. Uh, so he's dating some woman. This other guy, Ducky, also dating the woman. It, Confusion. It's not good. No. Yeah. Let me, see, let me see. They have the whole thing in here. So they have had fights before, like physical fights over this woman yeah Yeah. uh we've talked about this on the golden ratio podcast before i had a couple guys fight over me one time same situation current boyfriend and ex-boyfriend did not make me like either of them better uh they should have if they were harder fighting you might have liked them no no it's stupid you just need to fight hard enough and then you can so you're talking about what guys think the the women would like yeah Yeah, i don't think this is actually true all right, so Robinson and Patrick walk out. Ducky is standing across the street waiting for them. With a gun. A series of shots ring out. Whoa. Meanwhile, not very far away, Key West Police Sergeant Henry Roberts. So we have Robertson and Roberts. That's cool. Sergeant Robinson. Roberts, though. All right, so Sergeant Henry Roberts. Here's the her, here's the gunfire. He comes running. He radios it in. He heads down Petronia. He spots Ducky walking down the sidewalk. Ducky ducked into the 21 Club. Nice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the sergeant goes inside and arrests Ducky. All right. Sounds like 
quick work. Yep. Uh, he arrests him in the club and then brings him out, puts him in the squad car. Same time, another police officer, Mike Young, shows up. He sees that, all right, they've got Ducky in custody, so he goes over to the regular fellows club. He finds Patrick, the guy who's selling the bar, uh, has been shot. He's bleeding badly from the gunshot wound. He's just caught in the crossfire. He didn't didn't do anything. He didn't date anyone's woman. He's just trying to sell his bar. Yep. Uh, So he's still alive, but he had a gunshot. It went through his left arm and entered his chest, so that's Mm. not good. On the other side of the car is Robinson, the guy who wants to buy the bar and who'd been fighting with Ducky. He's dead. He Shotgun lost. blast to the back of the head. That? What? No. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kennedy assassination-like. Okay. So then uh, Mike Young, the police officer, goes into the regular fellows club where he encounters Kay Nielsen, yes. the friend of the guy selling the bar, who I thought was a woman. Thorpe. But it says, the man who was literally just along for the ride. And I was like, oh, it's not a woman. He's lying face down and bleeding on the floor, also probably dead. Jeez. So he caught a bullet too. So we got three people shot. Oh. Uh, all right, so they take Bennett to jail. Ambulance comes and takes Patrick, Robinson, and Nielsen to Florida Keys Memorial Hospital, which I believe is now uh, Lower Keys Medical Center on Stock Island. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nielsen and Robinson were, in fact already dead okay so nielsen this is just the guy along for a ride yeah two shots to the chest from a 22. robinson the guy selling the bar six shots from also a 22 and a 12 gauge shotgun blast to the back of the head yeah Patrick, I'm sorry, Robinson's the guy who's buying the bar. Yep. He was shot six times from with the 22 and, and the a 12-gauge shotgun, shotgun yep. blast. And he's on the other side of the car as Patrick. Yeah. Patrick is shot once with the 22. Hung, he hang, he's not dead. Yeah. But then he's dead. He also dies. Mm-hmm. He hung on for a while, but he eventually died. So all three of them die. Man. Yeah. All right. So Ducky... He's, you know, he, and I mentioned, and Robinson have been fighting over this woman. They've had, like, sounds like fisticuffs, violent fights before. Okay. This this part just makes me crazy about the story. He was the obvious suspect. No friggin' kidding, guys. Haven't you set it up that he was shooting at them? You imply strongly. Yeah. All right. A woman who's walking down the street sees him shoot one of these guys. This seems pretty good. But the state's attorney says, well, we're not sure that we can make the charges stick because the woman only saw him shoot one of the guys. She didn't see him shoot the other two. So how do we know that some other mystery person didn't show up and shoot the other two? Do you not like doing your job, state's attorney? Just prosecute this I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. What? I mean, well, we only have a witness that he shot one of the three people who were all shot at exactly the same time in exactly the same place and nobody else had a gun. A jury can infer things. Ready? Uh, Let me just keep going. There was no motive for killing the other two people. Uh, (laughs) They're just there. They're uh, just there in the spot where the guy that you want to kill, they're with the guy. This just sounds really they shady. They catch some extra bullets. Shady and corrupt. Like, yeah. Ducky's got friends, man. So, well, we didn't see him shoot all three people. And 
He only wanted to shoot one of I mean, them. Even in the 70s, they knew how to compare bullets. Oh, my God. I mean, it was... Clearly, I'm sure they were all from the same gun. Here, So you can take this up with Jeff Gautier, the state's attorney. He's on, he's on the take, man. As far as premeditation is concerned, we have no cases to get a first-degree verdict. Mm. That's what he says. Wait, none at all? Like, not even... He says none. The guy who was shooting at to kill him? Yep. That's not enough? Nope. Dude, what happened there? I I think Jeff doesn't want to go to trial. He just wants to sit around in his air-conditioned office. Maybe. And so he's like, yeah, I mean, I guess we can't probably... Maybe we could just plead There's this out. Eye I mean, that's a... There's an eyewitness to the shooting. This is what should get state's attorneys de-elected. I, I mean, it's crazy. All, all right. right, so anyway... Um, so they do plead it out in exchange for not pursuing the death penalty. Uh, Ducky serves three consecutive life terms in prison. He was in charge of something then, a second degree murder or something. He was uh, a grand jury indicted him for three uh, counts of first degree murder. Okay, and so they the did the job the state's attorney didn't yeah. want to do. So yeah, the grand the grand jury's like three counts of first degree murder, and the state's attorney's like, but. They only saw him shoot one person, but he doesn't have motive for the other two people, yeah. and so they plead it down. Um, but anyway, he gets the three consecutive life sentences, but yeah. not the electric chair, That's which a was a thing. Time. Yep. So there you go. The end. Uh, he's what? dead now. He Wait, died in 1981. That's the end. God, this is this would be the worst episode of like any true crime TV show. Dun, there was dun. a 12 gauge shotgun somewhere. Yeah, he had from the other had side. Uh, I don't know it was from the other side. Mm. Um, my guess is that Robinson, the guy who got shot the most, catches the six rounds from the twenty-two in the chest, falls to the ground face down, and then gets shot in the back of the head. But I don't think Ducky has a 12-gauge and a twenty-two. Oh, see, I think he does. There's no. nobody else in... In How do you even manipulate those two things? When you're shooting a twenty-two, you can't hold the shotgun. I mean, the whole thing just seems so... Mm. I think the shotgun's sort of off to the side. Oh. I'm guessing the twenty-two is a handgun. Yeah. Oh, no, twenty-two caliber rifle. Oh. He's not double-barrel rifle. <laughs> it just seems weird that he also had a shotgun. I bet he had a friend. No, it Nobody has any evidence of the friend. Oh, good. Oh, that's interesting. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We're not accusing you no, of anything, Jeff. No, there's no Jeff. evidence, but it doesn't seem like they did a, a real careful job, right? Yeah. Like, oh, the eyewitness, yeah, uncorroborated. You want the other random little facts that don't have anything to do with this case that are printed in the chapter? Yes, that's the theme today. At the time of the crime, in 1975, which is not really at the, the exact time, time of the crime, of the crime Key West police officer Norman Alvin Drew became the second officer from the department to die in the line of duty when oh. he was fatally injured in a crash involving his police motorcycle. Oh. Uh, the other random fact is Pink Triangle. The area around the corners of Duval and Petronia streets was once a hub of social activity for Key West black and Cuban communities. Today, it is the heart of the gay-oriented district, including such bars as the 801, formerly Big Mama's, Aqua, and the Bourbon Street Pub. It's affectionately referred to by many locals as the Pink Triangle. Because there's three bars, shape. but three bars. I guess. there. I think there's more gay bars than those three. What's the one called? There. Bourbon Street Bar? 801 Bourbon? 801 no, Bourbon the, Street? The other one. There, yeah, there is the... Bull? Which oh, is the, the Bull and Whistle. They have drag shows is in that, there. Is that, that's not on that corner, but yeah. it's right around there, isn't it? Yeah, and then there's the one with the shoe. 
Yeah. So the crab, her, Joe's Crab House? No. Joe's Crab Shack is, uh, it's not Joe's Crab Shack. Pinchers. Pinchers. I think is that the crab shoe, place I think, upstairs. Right? I think they're upstairs. So for New Year's oh. Eve, one of these bars lowers down uh, a big, giant, high-heeled shoe with a drag queen in it. Hang on, I gotta look this up. It was okay. So, Bourbon Street Pub, I believe, sister bar to Eight Hundred One Bourbon. Okay. Bourbon Street Pub is the one with the big red high heeled shoe and the drag queen that gets dropped for New Year's Eve. Upstairs is Pinchers. Um, I they just might be next to each other. I think Bourbon Street Pub has both levels. Um, Jared Head was also thinking of. He said, "Where are the naked people?" And that's at the Garden of Eden, which is the third level of the Bull and Whistle, uh, which also has a lot of drag shows. Though I think the Garden of Eden is not gay or straight. It's just a bunch of old, wrinkly, naked people. <laughs> we have not been up there. Clothing optional. And, I, you know, I think people opt out. Yeah. Uh, but it's all the way in the roof and you can't see it. No, you can only see there's like some shrubberies up there that, that hide the view. Strategically placed shrubberies. Anyway, so there you go. Our uh, our murder of the week is uh, you know lovers quarrel, love triangle I mean, a gone lot bad, of shooting, a lot of shooting, and and you're right, unsatisfying detail about how everything went down. Shotgun, mysterious shotgun, and yeah. 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 So eyewitnesses ignored. It's weird. There's there there's some depth there, but it, if you can't even find who the regular fellows are or whatever they are, the straight guys. It was hard. Yeah, yeah. I tried to do a lot of research. I did find uh, Ducky. I looked him up in the Florida prison system, and Good it said discharged nickname. because he died. Goodness. <laughs> he died. I think in 1991. They let his body out. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, no longer incarcerated. He did. You're dead. Now we'll set your body free. Oh, he did. Dump. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, oh, he there you did. go. There you go. Yeah. You want a dog palate cleanser? Yeah, of course. Uh, so the Dodo this week featured a story of a woman. Uh, so she's diabetic and she has a service dog and she also taught the service dog to dance with oh. her so they do those little performances you know like where the it's usually a woman dancing with the dog and like they have choreography to music and like the dog weaves between their legs oh, and yeah, like yeah. they spin around each other so anyway she got married this oh. week and her pa- parents are like you have to do a dog with here uh, do a dance with hero the dog yeah and so yeah she has a dance at her wedding that's just like her she and the has dog. like a daughter da- dad dance and then a daughter dog dance exactly that's cool and that's cool they're like you know spinning around each other and he's like going between the legs got all caught up in like the train of her wedding dress it was very cute uh yeah so he's like a frisbee player and they do like dance performances but he's also her service dogs um so if her blood sugar gets too low he alerts her you can tell her blood sugar is low Mm -hmm. dogs are cool man yep it's a good story so i I guess it smells different for a dog i guess they're they're smart doesn't for me yeah nope so there you go there's our Murder and a lot of golden ratio podcast style rambling on the murder podcast this week. Man, we Blahai. even went to, we went to Ikea. <laughs> Bahalaj. Well, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> this is the quality entertainment that we don't get paid for. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't pay us for it. This is what you get. Maybe the market works. Uh, well, until next week, don't conk out. Don't conk out. Be a love <laughs> <laughs>
L O H J